0: Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio and you're listening to Bears Beyond the Gate.
1: to Bears Beyond the Gate a Bristol Bears podcast made by fans for fans we're four season card holders at Ashton Gate who love the club the game and all things Bears to launch season four of Bears Beyond the Gate we will take a look at the Bears pre-season and give our thoughts on the three friendly games and what conclusions we can draw from them We also look ahead to the opening league match of the new season against them lot from down the road. Here are our thoughts on Pat's selections and how the result might go. We'll also chat about this year's kit, Worcester's predicament and our prediction for the Bears season. All this and more on this week's show. I'm Tony and I'm joined by Lee, Miles and Pete for a cheeky beer and some rugby banter. Well, gentlemen, after our summer recess, we are back together. Uh, Lee, thank you once again for hosting us in uh, in your studio. Uh, you welcome, se- TC.
2: Can you believe season four? I know, it's a shocker, isn't it? I can't believe we've reached this milestone now, eh, <laughs> mate, already. I know, and that's
1: uh, this is episode 114.
2: Oh, wow. It is pretty impressive, isn't it? Yeah. I don't think any of us would have thought that when we started. When well, we were around my kitchen
1: table trying to work out yeah. how, to, uh, how to do it. And, uh, yeah, 113 mm. episodes after that. You we're think we're the starting.
2: shoulders of carrying miles for all those episodes. <laughs> oh. Oh. Well, to be honest, he didn't turn up for the first two. No,
1: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Pete, looking resplendent in your Bishopston Cricket Club founded 1897 kit uh, not quite sure why you need a baseball cap on indoors, but uh, anyway, how's your summer been? It's been brilliant.
3: Uh, I've, I as people know, I'm a teacher and there is, there are some benefits from being a teacher. The most biggest benefit of all the holidays. So you've got to make the most of them. And I've had a, I probably had my best ever summer holiday in, in in my teaching career in terms of making most of the time. Being been to Tenerife I've been to South Devon about three times I've been to St Andrews up into Bonnie Scotland somewhere new for me and then uh, only this week boys I flew to Italy. On Thursday, came back Saturday to see a schoolmate of mine and we, went to, we caught Atalanta against Torino, live match on Thursday night. Fantastic atmosphere. Gave me a few ideas, actually, boys, for, uh, oh, yeah, hey, for hey. Uh, getting the atmosphere going at um, Ashton Gate. So, yeah, I can't complain. I, I'm very lucky. Um, the only downside was uh, we invited uh, Miles and his wife to come <laughs> and uh, camp with us for the weekend. But, you know, you've got to do your community service from time to time, <laughs> haven't you? No, it was We had a lovely weekend with the, uh, with the Duke and the Duchess. And uh, yeah, I'm back to school tomorrow. <laughs>
1: there we are. Look at that. And all come crashing. Hey.
3: Hey. I know, already. I need
1: another holiday.
0: <laughs> and Miles, uh, how's your summer been? Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, not as long as Pete's, obviously, but I had a lovely summer. A great holiday with the family in Mallorca. A uh, an obligatory weekend with the Breleys, as you said, in uh, in Southam's, which was fantastic. You know, the kids loved it. Um, I put up with Pete and um, and then topped it off with a little, little cheeky weekend in London. Just go on, am I? And, and, and tell us, because it wasn't just a cheeky weekend well, in no. London. You had something very special you were at last night. It wasn't just the Duchess and I having a, a little uh, romantic weekend away, because we took the kids as well to go and see uh, Foo Fighters tribute concert for the late fantastic drummer Taylor Hawkins. Uh, first ever trip to Wembley, which was amazing. Kids loved it, I think, and um, a little bit tired today, but yeah, what a great event. And Miles, i
1: always wanted to know, what is the view like from the Royal Box? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, and if you mean literally up in the gods, <laughs> uh, the, at the furthest point from the stage, uh, it was still pretty good. Hard to sort of understand... Where the football pitch fits in there, because it was all obviously full of people and fans. But yeah, what a spectacle Wembley is! Come on, Miles, I bet you had it. those yes. executive boxes, oh, didn't you? And
3: we, uh, prawn sandwiches and oh, champagne. Helicoptered in onto the pitch, I heard. Absolutely, Probably, yeah, yeah. The yeah. cheap
0: seats, I'm afraid.
1: Anyway boys, let's talk rugby, I'm sure that's what our listeners want to uh, hear us chatting about Uh, And unlike last season, the Bears have actually had a pre-season So uh, three games, three successive Fridays, Friday the 19th of August we were away in Breve, or were we Pete? Well no, Uh, much to the
3: (laughs) chagrin of some Bears supporters I saw who bought tickets to Big Brieve only to find out it wasn't there at all, was it? It was in some place. Well, when I looked it up, it was in somewhere called San Afrique, yeah. which I, I thought, is this one of the French colonies, you know, old colonies <laughs> in, the, uh, in the South Atlantic? I said, that's a bit of a big effort to get out there, you know, like the reunion islands or something. But no, it was somewhere random. And to be honest looking at when i did find a picture of them it looked like it was just some sort of school pitch uh in the kind of it looked like a very nice location i've got to say so fair play to all those bristol bears fans who who went out there there and
1: fair play to the ones who actually found it as well (laughs) yeah so Friday the 19th of august away somewhere in france uh lost 22 17 i think at one point we were 19 nil down and had a little bit of a comeback. Uh, Pat took a squad of 36 there and they played 80 minutes, but uh, in four 20 minute quarters. Uh, Then Friday the 26th of August, Dragons away, Um, the Bears won 28-45, a squad of 28 uh, went there, Uh, regular kind of game time, and then finally last Friday, 2nd of September, Scarlet's away, another victory, 28 points to 34, Uh, and Pat took a 27-man squad to that one. Um, so uh, let me come to you first, Miles. Uh The brief game. Do you think there's much we can take from that? Um, it was a
0: pretty uh, young squad with a, a few veterans in it. Yeah, I, I don't think so, to be honest with you. I mean, I think uh, they took, what, 13 academy, five of the under-18 squad. <laughs> Very youthful. But, you know, it was their first sort of international trip. I don't think they were going to take the heavyweights. But saying that... You know, we had people like Whiteley, Morahan, Kerr, Capon, uh, Yeoman Lloyd, Fricker, Rich Lane. I mean, these are first-team players. So they didn't go there really to sort of muck around. Um, the result probably wasn't what Pat had wanted. And, but first game of the season, um, like you said, we, we came back. And a, and a narrow loss. But it's, I think to uh, get rid of the cobwebs, um, But not going to read too much
2: into that result. I would say one thing, though, is... Um yeah, you know, young Matthew James come through the scholarship. Uh bagged a try, didn't he? So congratulations mm. to him and uh, you yeah, know, it might be a pre season friendly, but it's always uh, good to get some some uh air in the, in the lungs isn't
1: it yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, absolutely absolutely then friday the 26th of august i actually made that trip a uh, short train journey across to newport to watch dragons away i've got to say i think rodney parade is one of my favorite grounds that i've ever been to mm-hmm. proper rugby grounds 10 yeah. minute walk from the train station really nice people there thatcher's four pound 50 oh
3: very we can't ask for any more we, now, we, can well, you? Well, you did post a little picture to our WhatsApp group, Tony. Yeah. yeah. You
1: were looking yeah, very pleased with yourself. Good. Very um, happy. Very you, happy. Did you go on your own? Were you I, I, did, I, I did go on my own, but uh, I did see quite a few of our, our listeners over there, so it was nice to uh, say hello and uh, give a little wave to uh, some of the,
2: the, the people that have supported what, you us. got recognised. Uh, <laughs> I did get recognised, yeah. <laughs> did well, the south yeah. standers uh, you know, say hello, say hello to people for us? <laughs> 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 yeah, but
1: um, it was interesting because uh, lots of people making their um, their debuts for the Bears. McGinty played a half. Um, uh, there was Bradbury, Eames as well, who is such a unit. I mean, mm. he really is a big looks, boy, yeah. uh, the, the lock there. Um, but again, we, I think we were 28-19 we were down, shipped a lot of tries out wide. Um, and then came good at the end. Uh, a couple of great little tries uh, by Purdy, um, but I think this is starting to become a theme. And you know, we'll talk about the Scarlets game. Maybe Lee, I'll, I'll speak to you about that. Last Friday, um, we won twenty-eight thirty-four eventually, but again, it was a bit of a comeback, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, and I mean, we've had we we have had some comebacks over the last few years, haven't we? The last few seasons. Mm-hmm but ultimately i'd rather we were coming back in winning games than than not coming back at all and the scarlets i mean we 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 should say that there was always going to be a much tougher game than than dragons wasn't it i mean scarlets had a, a really decent side out and i was i was it was a bit topsy turvy wasn't it especially in that first half but again five tries uh against scarlets we had seven against um dragons didn't we in three in the first game so i mean i think all in all we're going into this season much better prepared than we were last season with no games at all, wasn't it? Straight in. And everyone who's fit seems to have got a run out, haven't they, this time? Yeah,
1: yeah. and I, th- I think absolutely I'm so pleased that we've had these pre-season friendlies. But Pete, um, 15 tries scored, um, but 11 tries conceded. And going into probably the last quarter of all these games, we've we've been behind little bit worried that this this is feeling a bit like last season where we we get behind, but maybe that we can come back this year?
3: Well, yes and no. I mean, it is, it's a worry, but it's only pre-season, boys, isn't it? And uh, pre-season means nothing. Um, I, I think that just... Pre- I mean, it was almost inexplicable, isn't it, last season that we didn't have any games? Yeah. Because, you know, let's put on the positive spin on it. We've scored 15 tries. Mentality mm. about winning and scoring is now embedded a little bit. Yeah, defensive set, you know, there were moments when, I think at the end of the, am I right in saying at the end of the Scarlets game, there was a really good defensive set at the end, but it was pretty sketchy. Now, you know, I don't think, I, I, I'm going to say, let's take the positives out of the tries <laughs> and not worry too much about the defence because, you know, they will they will be focused on, on uh, you know, and also if you win all your pre-seasons too easily... You don't learn anything, do you? So I'm gonna be positive about this that we got confidence by scoring tries and we've learned something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Are
1: you going to say learnings for the first time in this season? <laughs> about, uh,
3: the I think I think it's it's impossible not to say learnings, isn't it? I mean, because if you ship that many tries, you're going to have to learn yeah, pretty quick. Yeah. But it kind of bodes a little bit to the season before last, is not it? When we when we did so obviously finish top, where we did quite a lot of coming from behind and winning close ones. Yeah. So, ooh, matron. So, um, uh, let's 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 look at it. But I also say this as a caveat. Pre-season is, you can't
2: really read anything into it until you've finished the first game of the season. If nothing else, we're going to be fitter than we were last season. Exactly. And and I do think it's great for the fans as well. The supporters, you know, playing Welsh teams, I think especially, we're so close to the bridge. Mm. I mean, there's just that little bit, like you said, at Rodney Parade, brilliant fans, it's good banter, Scarlett's the same. It's great for our supporters to go over and see these stadiums and even though it's not a competitive match... Still, the banter is always going to be there between Bristol and Welsh teams. It gives a much more positive
3: vibe to the start of the season. I mean, the, the, the only thing because of my multiple holidays, I was un, unable was to go. Mul-
2: multiple, <laughs> holidays, <laughs> multiple holidays.
3: <laughs> I was unable to go to any of the pre-seasons, but I did manage <laughs> yeah. to squeeze in the uh, the open training session. Uh, on that Thursday before whatever it was. And even then, I thought, you know, that was a good vibe. It got the fans going. I just really felt that we're starting the season so much more positively in terms of fans' engagement, in terms of, you know... And they 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 all looked pretty fit at that. As you said, Tone, a couple of... There were units. I mean, it was like Mm. being an IKEA kitchen showroom on that training day. (laughs) There were so many units in there. So, yeah, I
0: came... Even that, that training thing, I came out thinking... Yeah, we look keen and mean. Mm-hmm. You know I like? The fact that, the, you're right, they're engaging in fans before the, 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 the season's even started. No the shirt launch a Balloon Fiesta. Genji's been this weekend, hasn't he? Hanging out at Nailsley and Buckroyl Rugby Football Club. And the training session was last year. Maybe it was a tail-off of Covid, but we didn't see that well till, what, what after what, Easter, did we? And think, when our season was already
2: nosediving. It definitely so it seems it seems like the club's taken a few things on board this time yeah. and I think we did say at the end of last season Pat Lamb actually did turn around and pretty much say we have made mistakes and mm. i.e. he's made mistakes himself mm. and that was a big turning point for me and I think we've gone in as Miles has just said gone into the, this season on that same basis, seem to have kind of got the fans on board, and, and we're we'll all behind our team again. Yeah,
1: absolutely, and we're all looking forward to what they're calling the big one. Uh, <laughs> Twenty thousand tickets already sold. It's Bristol versus Bath, Friday the 9th of September, seven forty-five p.m. kickoff, uh, live on BT Sport. Once again, we have the honour of uh, starting the season uh, with with BT Sport. Um at this point we're going to cut now to Pete's Premiership preview. So Pete, who have you got on the line this week? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what
3: boys. I've told you this. I've been on so many podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> I I have I have failed miserably. But you know what? When I thought about it, I thought no. Let's start the first pod oh, sure. as a pure pod, <laughs> pure chat amongst ourselves, live, un- un- unadulterated boys' chat. So, yep, we did quite manage to get one off the ground. Mind you, having said that, the, boy, the bath boys blew me out a couple of times before anyway, so, you know, and they've got their own worries to, to think about. Oh, so, Christ. yep, I thought, we'd, let's, just start, let's just start natural and pure this season and then no. we'll see where we go we'll no. see where we go <laughs> you know have got a few ideas lined up basically it gives him a week to sort in some way a few ideas lined up yeah
1: yeah. so uh, Miles mate you're looking forward to this you're looking forward to next Friday I'm looking,
0: yeah, I'm looking, absolutely the start I mean the first game of the season and a massive uh, game at home Hopefully by sort of midweek, we would have maybe, you know, sold a few more tickets, get it up to um, (laughs) £24,000. So that's a drop in the ocean in my budget, isn't it? Uh, Ticket sales. I mean, this is going to be amazing. Um, Cannot wait. Um, I really, obviously, Bath had a car crash of a season, didn't they, last season? They've had a complete change of management. So we just don't know what's going on down, down the A4, do we? But I think it's been encouraging... Uh, these pre-seasons, we've got some good new players in, and I cannot wait for Friday night.
2: I, I think we have to be aware. I think Bath will be a stronger team than they were last season, so I think they 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 are slowly getting themselves organised. Um, I don't think they'll be as organised enough to to beat us on Friday, but I think they are going to be a stronger team than we faced the last. They
3: what were their pre-seasons? They had Coventry, didn't they, in Jersey? Coventry in yeah. Jersey, yeah. yeah. So,
1: so they are not really tested themselves no. against any top level. And, um, you know, they've lost lost one or two players, haven't they, yeah. as well? Yeah. So, uh, no, it would be interesting. Yeah. So uh, let's talk about Pat's selections then. And uh, let me come to you then, Lee. OK. Uh, why don't you tell me who you think is going to start in the front five?
2: Right. So for me, front five is right. This this. I, I'm just reworking this because <laughs> I've I've got Woolly. Mm-hmm. I've got Fax. I think it's got to start uh, Hooker. Sinclair is in for me. Um, Chris Vouli obviously mm-hmm. picks himself, and and my little left field one is going to be Morgan Eames. Because you saw him at Rodney Parade, didn't you? You you said what a beast he was. Mm-hmm. And I think for the Bath game, he's gonna be one of a couple of additions which are really gonna beef up that, that team for me. And I'm yeah, it's a bit left field, but I think he's gonna he's gonna start in. Imp-
1: Interesting.
2: Any comments on that,
1: boys? I mean, the you, when you look at that that those five selections, Walmart, Thacker, Sinclair and Bowie all started. Uh, against Scarlett mm-hmm. and I think Ed Holmes was the lock. Yeah. Uh, yeah, now was, we, I think we know Joy Joe Joe Joyce is just Joy Joyce. Joy Joyce. Yeah. Joe Joyce uh, has had a little bit of a uh, niggle that he's had cleared up yeah. In, yeah. in in post-season. Uh, so, post-season. Post-season, yeah. post season. Oh, yeah,
2: post- post- yeah. yeah, okay. Pre season. Post season. Post season
1: because it started in Yeah. Post Was
3: it moving into pre? Was it post? It started in post. And it yeah. started in post. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Got started in post. Um, uh, and i don 't think he 's featured at all in any of the uh in the w- warm up games, so be a bit unlikely to see him thrown in so uh yeah, I think eames or holmes is is probably going to be the selection there're we not, we
3: not uh, we're not throwing up a Jan thomas starter at, at one maybe with, rather than I, jake i mean I, it could be either couldn't it, I it could be, it could be either jake, i just
2: got, think Jake's play he, he did have a good season and he's had a bit of a,
3: he's had a bit of a He's cut his beard off, hasn't he? And shaved his yeah, hair. He looked yeah. quite he, at the training. He looked like I couldn't recognise him to be honest. No, he I, like I, a, I struggled a, this, He yeah. looks like a new man, and and I think he was one that maybe had a bit of a, a down season last season amongst quite a few, to be fair. So I, I kind of feel maybe yeah, he's if he can get a good start again. So maybe. I yeah, think a good pre-season yeah. in there. He cut down on,
2: on giving a, the silly penalties away that did. did I thought you were going to say cut down better. on drinking his chit. <laughs> 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 yeah, does anyone does anyone else think possibly like because I mean John Hawkins could have been yeah. potentially starting as well. At second row. It's a massive game, isn't it? I think you're right. Um,
0: Eames or Holmes as lock. Um, and the other one will probably be on the bench, I think. Uh, mm. Two big units, um, and you like the look of the, the pre season TC, so I'm not sure I'd change a front, front five selection. I, I just wonder
1: whether Holmes will get the, uh, the nod, having been around, yes. having played in the Premiership, having experience what these Bristol Bath games are like and maybe Eames on the bench to come yeah. on and, and cause some damage yeah. in, the, yeah. in the second
3: half I mean I think Holmes is obviously rated isn't he because he's kind of he's never quite made it but he's obviously he's rated a as stone, a really important yeah. squad player so I think maybe his you know, time has come in, out of the shadow of big Dave Atwood
1: Okay, well, let's move to Miles then. Miles, I'm going to ask you the uh, back row and also the halfback. So, six, seven, eight, nine, and ten. Who do you think will be the starters?
0: Um, I think when you, you've obviously seen Bradbury play, I mean, he's our new sort of big signing. I mean, I've, the, the teammate at the Scarlets looks quite impressive to me. Jeffries, Heenan, and Bradbury, six, seven, eight. Um, you know, three really dependable guys, and it'd be good to see Bradbury playing one of the big games. Really, I mean, it's, you know, for him, it's the yeah. biggest game of the season. Bit of a test for him. It's um, the first game of the season. First game of the season, yeah, yeah. obviously. <laughs> um, and here he goes. I mean, it's a big pressure game. I, I realise that, and he's a new signing for us. He's an international though, so yeah, I mean, exactly. Yeah. international. Um, he's used to the pressure. So, Jeffries, Heenan, Bradbury, six, seven, eight. Thomas on the bench, yeah, exactly. I don't think, um, yeah, I don't think we can have a game without Dan Thomas. He's such a good Jackler isn't he? When he comes off the bench, I think I would have him any day long. Um, I'm interested, but it's nine in ten. I, what well, going to well, say. Yeah. I think Randall, I hate to say, Randall picks himself. Um, we'll come, maybe we'll, you can we'll chat about the spare bears. So I just do who I'd pick. Randall at number nine, number 10 it's a, a big game big game um, and has McGinty got into the Bears set pieces and game style quite yet to put that amount of pressure on him I know he's a fantastic player make a I'm, decision I'm going to say Shido um, at number 10
2: it? yeah I, and McGinty on the bench I agree I, with Miles I, I personally I would have McGinty but I can't see there's any way that Pat doesn't no. put Shidi in that in that number 10
3: role Pete? I, I kind of agree I think he didn't have a good season and now you know he's admitted it as well um, Who? Sheedy um, Last season he didn't have a good one and he's kind of come out and said that he knew he didn't have a good start at least in the first half if, if, if this is a game that I think Pat could get away with picking Sheedy over McGinty McGinty will probably be quite I would imagine would understand you know that he's easing his way into the, the club I don't think, but it'd be interesting because I don't think McGinty wants to sit on the bench for very long. But it, I kind of feel that he's the one coming in. Sheedy has been the incumbent. Mm-hmm. He's made mistakes, but he we know long term he's he's been a good prospect. So I I just think politically it would be McGinty's got more about him that can probably cope with being on the bench to start yeah. with. Maybe I mean I don't know. It's pop psychology. It could be it could knock Sheedy's confidence a little bit, and we don't want him. You know, we know he's a good player yeah. and he, he looks like he's had a bit of a, dare I say it, a spring in his step. It looks like he's re unfurled a new jib that he's got, he got a bit of a cut off there. So I, I kind of agree with the boys, but I bet you don't, Tony, don't, do you? because you like nodding.
1: Uh, no, no, I, I I tend to think he will start with uh, Sheedy again for the reason that he knows the system, he's played in these big local derbies. Uh, but I reckon McGinty will get at least twenty minutes, if yeah. not more. And the the two two observations from the preseason friendly at uh at Rodney Parade. One, you know, we've had what's he called, Dave Eldred, the Aldred, Aldred yeah. the uh, kicking, uh, kicking coach yeah. in. Sheedy's kick to touch out of hand have definitely improved. Mm. I, I was quite surprised the distance he was getting on his kicking game, so that's definitely improved. Uh, and the other observation when McGinty came on in the second half is that he will give us something more a running threat um, he likes to get involved I mean he was clearing out players yeah. um, so I think he's much more of a, a threat and we, we knew that anyway but I think for the for this game I think Pat will go with someone that he knows someone that's played in this game before but I reckon McGinty will be on we're for just, the last 20
2: minutes. We are just talking about Dave Allred. I mean, there's no way that he wouldn't be able to improve kicking on no. not just Sheedy and McGinty, mm. but you imagine if he improves Bedlow and Williams yeah. as well. I mean, Bedlow, we know what kick he's mm. got, but you imagine if he puts an extra you know, <laughs> 10 metres on that. I mean, that's, that's another couple of potential yeah. potent weapons, isn't it? Uh, uh, yeah. No,
3: absolutely. Can I, can I pick up on one other thing? When
2: Miles said, "It's not a criticism, Miles, but he
3: said Randall's a given." Yeah, I'm not. I think there's a debate to be had because we, you know, looking at the last game, he started with Whiteley and Uren and and, uh, Uren and Randall on the bench.
1: I thought and Randall started, didn't he, the last game? He? He did. Oh, no, he did. Yeah. Yeah. The last yeah. game, yeah.
3: Yeah. No, sorry, you know, well, to I did what I'm looking at. Oh, come I on. You're I'm looking at the me. Oh, I got the wrong, oh, I got the wrong one. Yeah. Anyway, what I'm
1: talking
3: the, holidays. the first one... <laughs> well, OK, let's forget about what he was in. But just... I I, I just think Whiteley's got a bit about him. He's fit again. You know, we, we saw a glimpse of him before he did that hamstring. And I thought he, he... What I thought he added over Randall was that I felt as though he was a little bit more streetwise around the scrum. You know, Randall is no, known you know, he's for a quick tap and go and stuff. I just felt Whiteley had a little bit of Saracens streetwiseness about him mm. that he came mm. from. And and we didn't see much more of it. And I just think... I don't know. I mean, I just think... And of course, Andy is highly rated by Pat. You know, he could even be Andy Wren starting to kind of control the game a little bit and maybe bring one of those two on as a kind of finisher in the second half so it's a difficult one with the scrum half I think it's not I wouldn't say it's clear cut although I understand what
2: you're saying Miles. Lee well I would totally agree with what you've just said uh, Pete but one thing I would say is that I think that he goes with Randall for the same reason he goes with Sheedy and I think played in these games before Mm -hmm. tried and tested and I think that Pat he does like to keep faith with the players that have been there already and and I suppose Randall didn't Went all the way to Australia, lay on a
3: beach, came back. So he's going to be fit, he's, isn't he? He's, yeah. not he's nearly as
2: well rested as you. <laughs> he is. Yeah I, yeah.
3: I mean, to be honest, the amount. I mean, I'm surprised. I've not been named on the bench. To be honest,
1: <laughs> no, not with your knee. Oh, let <laughs> no. oh, let's no. not go there. Let's not go there. Let's I can tell you about the side strain anyway. Let's <laughs> oh dear. I thought Whiteley, uh, certainly in the the Dragons game. Yeah. Look, it was great to see him mm. back performing, looking good. Mm. Uh, but I think it'll be Randall and again I think if if the squad's kicking has improved and I think that was one of Randall's slight weaknesses Mm, um, you know if that's improved I I, I do think that um, Pat will go with Randall okay uh, let's go 11 to 15 then Pete Um,
3: well I'm not going to do it in the numbers I'm going to do it in like inside centre so I think inside centre well we've really only got two haven't we in terms of Bedloe and Williams, like we would say, and I think the fact that Bedloe has made an appearance pre season makes me think, although Williams had, makes me think for the same reasons we've just said for everyone else that he'll go with Bedloe. Um, although, albeit he hasn't had as much experience of the games, but we've always felt that he was on the cusp of it. So I, I'd say Bedloe, and then I think O'Connor, outside centre, Mr. Dependable, he looked quite fit, I thought, at the. Um, Pre season training. Well, they all did, to be fair, compared to me. But anyway, um, so that's that. So the inside outside centre. And then I think um, if Morahan hasn't done a hamstring, because Morahan's played all three pre seasons, yeah. hasn't he? Yeah. That is one thing I have noticed, Tone. Yeah. So I think what's the point of playing Morahan in all three pre seasons if he ain't going to play in the biggest game yeah. of the, the, the round? So I think Morahan's a given. And I think Purdy potentially looks like he's. Give, gives us something different on that wing You know, yeah. a, a go forward He looks like his pistons are well-oiled And he's, uh, he's back again Having again had a bit of an up and down You know, a disappointing season And then I think, obviously Unless he's tweaked a, a hair follicle uh, Charles will be at fullback, and uh, Because why wouldn't we play him if
1: he's fit? Absolutely Now, Rich Lane has started uh, The last couple of games on the wing mm-hmm. Do you not uh, yeah, I, I think Rich Lane has started on the wing to make him
3: a good bencher so that we've got a bit of an option. So he, mm. you know, he's clearly I think he'll clearly be on the bench. Yeah. As a as a replacement for Pietau, but also as a potential replacement. I mean, it was quite surprising to see him on the wing because we my impression of him and what we talked about last season is that he was actually a pure yeah, quality fullback with all the yeah. skills of fullback. And part of me thinks don't play players out of position, you know. He, but obviously something. So I, I don't think he's. Going, I don't think he's going to
1: start. I don't know if he'll start on the wing, but but it's interesting, isn't it? With the fifty twenty two rule mm-hmm. now, do, do yeah. you actually need um, wow. people that can uh, a calm under the the high mm. ball? Yeah, yeah. Um,
2: Which he obviously is. I think, oh, absolutely. I think so so it's
1: basically. I mean, it will
3: be Lane or Purdy, I guess, is what we're saying. Um, that's not disrespecting Fricker.
2: I mean, well, we, we've pretty much got the same looking, team, haven't we? Yeah. I don't think there's anyone that's. Just got anyone to add to that?
1: No, no, I think there was the uh, Holmes or Eames, wasn't there? Yeah. From the starting uh, line-up against Scarlett, um, McGinty or Sheedy, Lane or Purdy, uh, pretty much that's all the same. Um, you know, we've got some injuries out there, haven't we? We know that Sieber's out till, uh, I think it's November or early December. We know that uh, Semis back in early October um, Joe Joyce hasn't played any bit season
2: hopefully he won't be too far away mm-hmm.
1: now he won't be too far big Steve knew mm-hmm. to yeah. a, uh I think was it a calf injury yeah, yeah. Um, so he's probably not hopefully not too far away uh Ibatoyi, um now yeah, he he, well, he picked yes. up a, He picked yes. up a was it a thigh injury I think yeah. some training, training. Yeah. Um, and I think Pat said he'd be kind of close but again you wonder if he hasn't played any pre-season at all mm. he's not going to start one would think no. but what about um, one th- person we haven't
3: mentioned which I haven't seen anything about and it's probably my fault because I've been on holiday is Fitz Harding well he's I, I looked he hasn't featured in anything. any of no. the no. squads no, in the first no. three games and so. I don't see, think I saw him at that now I'm going back to that open training session. He's got a very different haircut. Has he? Mm. He's yeah, definitely he's had his, Yeah, so maybe he was there. I mean, yeah. it was the yeah, eyesight's like. It's, that good. it's, it's, it's is unusual though, isn't it? Because mm, I mean, be you mentioned. know, we haven't mentioned him, and and I, I don't know. Where mm, it fits? Where are, are you? Where mate? <laughs>
1: Where, mm. We're worried about you. <laughs> well, you've got to assume that he's picked up. Some kind Something. of knock because for him, a young lad, not to be in the squad for yeah. any of the first three preseason well, friendly. To be
3: fair, he's fresh as week though. Yeah, well, he's
1: past that. Well,
3: it? he's a, still kind of a student.
1: Right? Well, that, <laughs> that brings me on as well because we brought the three students That's in, and I think true. is it Mulhall um, yeah. was yeah. in the squad for the first game in France, mm. uh, but um, Fred Davis and Reese. Yes. Yeah. I haven't featured at all.
3: No, they were at the preseason the training.
1: <laughs> they were. So the train- I can tell you all
3: about the training.
1: <laughs> they they were there but yeah. not yeah. Uh, not to get a look in especially for that brief trip just no, seems a little bit Maybe they have to pay off their student debts or something before they... Can... Well, they've got... Yeah,
3: they're working at, at, at KFC, haven't they? And the contract doesn't yeah. finish till uh, end of September.
1: <laughs>
2: yes. Well, so I think we've got to remember... Still paying the summer in. It was a big evening. gamble, wasn't it? It was yeah, a big gamble. Yeah. And, I, and I think that they might just need a little bit more yeah. time to I bed mean, in and settle down. The fact that Capon has
3: made more of an appearance... I mean, he is a notch up from Fred Davis, isn't he? I mean, Capon. Oh, yeah. So maybe, you know, it's just all about what they look like in pre-season and... Mm. Uh, you know, it looks like Capon's kind of back in the fold a little bit. Byrne played as one of them as well, yeah, didn't he? Yeah, he, did, he did. didn't yeah, he? A try, didn't he? Kind of I mean, Fred Davis has got a lot of work to climb up that
2: hooker ladder, as it yeah. were. Well. He's so, got a load of brilliant professionals in front of him now to learn from, hasn't he, at yeah. least, you know?
3: My impression was actually at that that training session, you know, the one I've mentioned a few times. Yeah. Trying <laughs> to make make it look like I've done some prep. Yeah, He's, quite, he's a bit bigger than I thought. Who? Davis. Fred Davis. He's oh, more I- of a unit than I... Uh, than i thought from that very highly rated yeah, wasn't it from the yeah. bucks
1: uh, season last yeah. year
3: but you know they got these these graduate trainees i mean they can't expect to get straight into the job straight away can they
1: well it would be interesting it, to see if they do go out on loan and uh, pat will you know maybe have another look then at yeah. christmas time yeah yeah, yeah. okay so uh, we think we've got our starting line up then um and uh, let's go to predictions So I am going to go to Lee first, your predictions for this game.
2: For this game, uh, I think we're going to really open up on them. I think it'll be slow to start, but I think once we get into our stride, I can see us scoring a few quick tries. And um, I'm going to go big. I think I'm going to (laughs) go 46-18. Holy shamoli. And I think that will start the Premiership season off a butte, as they say in Wales. Tidy.
0: Miles? I sort of agree. I think after our... You know, we obviously beat them at home last season after our disappointing loss at the rack after that, you know, that red card and we lost narrowly at the end. I think we'll want to show them who's boss. So I think you're right. I'm going to go for uh, 40 to 15... Holy
1: shamo! No, Pete. Well, no.
3: For no, <laughs> I, I think we're being a little bit, a bit. Relentlessly, obviously, they're
0: giddy, giddy, giddy. It, aren't it? goes yeah. without <laughs> saying that we've all got better no a summer of sun. Yeah. I mean, I, I we, know, we I mean,
2: should say Mars is drinking clear head, yeah. By the way, yeah. so he's, he's <laughs> I not an alcoholic. Been in the sun all
3: summer, but I, I mean, obviously, we've all got to say we're going to win because what's the point of even saying it, of even doing a prediction? However. I think that we'll take confidence with those tries, but I don't think we'll completely have solved our defensive issues. No. Um, they have got some dangerous backs when they get going. I think it does depend on whether our forward pack can get a bit of domination and a discipline. So I think I just think it might take a while for us to, to kind of pull ahead and, and get comfortable. I'd like to think that halfway through the first half we'll be feeling comfortable. So I'm going to go... I think we could do four tries. I'm going to go 25...
2: Fourteen. Right. um, Are you juggling your balls? Are you doing that prediction? (laughs) There's a lot of coins in his pocket. The the listeners realise now
3: is a prediction has to come with an explanation (laughs) as well. Otherwise, what's the point? You could just pluck any old numbers out. So I think I gave
1: quite a measured. Lead up to
3: that position, pessimistic
0: view, yeah.
1: Some would say over long, but <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's a long game. It's a big game, right? I okay, so I, I am going to go for Bristol twenty-eight, uh, Bath seventeen. Oh, okay. I, th- I think it will be closer, just for the fact that it is Bristol Bath, and uh, I think they'll they'll be up for it too. You're listening to Bears Beyond the Gate, a Bristol Bears podcast made by fans for fans. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Bus and many more platforms. You can contact us with your comments and ideas by email at bearsbeyondthegate at gmail.com. On Twitter, we're at Bears Beyond Gate. And on Facebook, you can like and follow our Bears Beyond the Gate page. Okay, boys, now really nitty gritty time. Nitty gritty <coughs> time. The biggest talking point always in the, uh, the, the post-season or pre-season, whichever way you like to look at it, Pete, the shirts for this year.
0: Ooh.
1: Now, our, our, we've got three shirts. Let me come to each of you in turn. Uh, Pete, your thoughts on the home shirt. Uh,
3: quite liked it. Looked like a football shirt. Um, great launch can't knock the marketing department for that launch when i first saw it i didn't realize it had all of that kind of writing and stuff on it which gives it a little bit more of a fashionista view um personally i quite liked it but it was i don't know it was a bit footbally and for that reason i'm going to not give it a huge thumbs up just a kind
1: of little thumbs up marks out of 10 seven okay Lee, let's go to you and the away shirt.
2: Well, I loved the away shirt. It's the second I seen it and you know what I'm like, I always buy a shirt. And for me, it was that was always the one. And then but I have to admit, I do agree with Pete. The home shirt was football, but I did love it as well. But I went straight down the shop and I got the away shirt and um, and I love it and I think I did go for a large this size <laughs> I was just getting fed up getting the, getting the okay. from you for every, every season and as you can see it actually fits doesn't it it, it looks good it. your beer stains
0: over last season so yeah. that's yeah. right you don't
3: really appreciate a new garment unless you see it live on a mono. No. Yeah. 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 model yeah or
0: model or
2: lady <laughs> yeah <laughs> and the thing is it's quite jazzy, but without being over the top, isn't it? And I'm, it is. when well, you said at Rodney Parade, there was certainly a lot more of the away shirts being worn, weren't there? And, yeah. uh, and I, I just think, I, I always loved the white, and I love the fact it's got black here, black mm. on the collar, yeah. fits the cap, all matches in, ties in, you know I like to, to, to be colour coordinated when I'm out with you boys. I so. wonder whether it's
3: a very, very, very clever marketing strategy from the club to get a lot of people to buy them and therefore think you know what we'd better go to a few more away games mm. and uh, you know add a bit of support and add a bit of atmosphere to away mm. games and uh, and, and what not so I,
1: I don't think that at all take it. <laughs> no I just think I just think it's the best of the design <laughs> anyway
2: Lee mocks out of 10 yeah I, this is the the best away shirt I think we've had and I've I have had a couple of going. Like, this is a 9 for me I don't think there's we can there's not too much Blake in this getting improved
1: Okay, uh, right, and Miles—he's got the Euro shirt. You've oh, got the goodness. Euro shirt.
2: <laughs> oh, this well, is <laughs> going to be terrible. <laughs> uh,
0: it, it, it's not for me, TC. You probably—you probably gathered that from my little sort of uh, WhatsApp chit-chat, really. I mean, it worries me that they marketed it with Semi wearing a shorts, some sort of fruit, sort of bucket hat. And his wellies, but I know he does love wellies, as you boys have already uh, spoke to him about his wellies. Um, and then, you know what, when TC sent us a picture of him wearing it down the shop, <laughs> things got even worse, and I hate it even more now. <laughs> I mean, I like, you know, do I like any of it? no quite frankly no it's it, messy uh, you people yeah I, I can see it's a, probably similar design to the home shirt some intricate little designs which you can see if you look close up you know love bears and okay that's great but I don't know I'm not going to be wearing that one literally anywhere and even in my coffin
2: okay <laughs> m- m- marks out of 10 miles four have you seen it though just not uh, have uh, you seen it actually live uh, in the uh, shop because it, no it, it, I as well. As it, 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 I, I do. Better. I would say it does look better than it does. I like the black, the but
0: then I like the black from the, you know a couple of seasons ago and the one yeah, before, yeah. which is what I've got, um, which carries on in that trend. Yeah, grey. I think it's I a little bit messy. It's pure random marketing. In, like what's the I You mean, know, it's
3: European Challenge Cup. It's like they've yeah. gone. The mark. The, the marketing people have just gone mad. I I I have a lot of respect for like where the brainstorming session they had together. <laughs> Having I mean AJ McGuinty was like, like the festival vibe and yeah. love. He looked and, embarrassed, and, didn't he? And, and, yeah, you know. and Semi I just think I mean it was you do wonder whether just because Semi wears wellies all the time they thought <laughs> let's build a whole campaign. <laughs> yeah. But I just think an away shirt it's just a, it's like your, your random Well no, we're gonna be wearing this at home. Yeah, yeah I know in but European games? Yeah, yeah, but you know, in terms of like <laughs> You know, it's the extra. Like, the, hey. the cup competition is your extra, so you can go a bit mad with it. I, I just I just think it's totally out of context. Like, what? We live in a city, and it's under some sort of glass... No wonder you like it, Tone, because it's
0: like Glastonbury vibe. Like, liked it. it looks like this. I mean, understand.
3: you can imagine the shirts, the sales of that in Glastonbury and Somerset, you know. It'll yeah. be like, they'll be going through the roof. There'll be new Bears fans coming in. But I, I disagree, Miles. I just, think, I just think it's brilliant for its kind of left fieldness and why not because you know you can play around
1: with that i reckon well, i think the interesting thing i didn't really like because i mean i put it on down the shop just
3: to,
2: yeah yeah to wind you
1: up <laughs> <laughs> but that that design is repeated on the back so it's yeah. not a, a black back okay. it's completely com- completed I'm, I'm tempted to buy it but do you know what it reminds me of is that um do you remember you're of the age you remember the corona delivery
0: yeah. Yeah. When yeah, you used yeah. to come round, bop, pop of right. pop. Yeah.
1: I can imagine if you had a three year old wearing a black T shirt Give them alphabet spaghetti <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and then a mixture of lime aid and, and strawberry or raspberry aid. Yeah. Uh, and then take them on a roller coaster. That's what they'd vomit. Might, yeah.
3: I mean, I wonder whether they're targeting a certain demographic graphic. Because I I mean, you can rightly say if if, if AJ Me looks a bit embarrassed
1: in it, I'm just thinking of some of some of the fan base <laughs> who might wear that as well. Well interesting. I <laughs> think, you know, it's it's fair to say we we are. Maybe the the higher <laughs> end of the, the age well, There range. are quite a few of them, but, yeah. but I'm ah. saying it
3: may have been like it's angled at the young'uns. Oh, I was going to say, maybe.
1: speaking to lots of people, people our age really don't like it. I, I think it is probably for those youths yeah. that will go to a discotheque <laughs> under genius. the UV light and... Uh, it all glows
2: and yeah. therein the yeah. is exactly what Pete's just said marketing department have got it nailed on the head yeah. because they've got something for all ages now haven't they so it's good thinking well, you. I think it's good because that you know we'll have one season in the challenge cup
3: obviously brilliant next year there'll be something else and it, but that's a kind of collectible isn't it yeah. that, you know people oh, might forgettable, wear that. forgettable uh, for well, <laughs> certain people <laughs> the <laughs> demographics <laughs> you're saying they'll probably you know they'll wear it out again you know down the student union or whatever so uh, I, I quite like it for its kind of absurdity, really.
1: Yeah, I, um, I I think on the kits, definitely. I think the the away kit is my favourite. I'm not going to buy any this year. Mm-hmm. There's none that really grab me that much. I think the home kit looks like a Portsmouth football club kit from the well, 1990s. I won't buy that, then. Uh, and then the the away kit, I just. I dunno, it just doesn't feel like Bristol playing when I when I see them playing in that shirt, I don't I don't feel like it's to Bristol.
3: Tony you've got to move on.
2: Uh, Society's
1: I, moving on. I I struggle. I think the away shirt is Barely looks like a rugby shirt. The other two, one's a football shirt and one's a, a kind rugby of race shirt. <laughs>
3: this is the problem with rugby. It's got a.
1: If you keep doing the same thing you've done,
3: you're not getting anywhere. They, they they've got. We, we might discuss this. We've got, got to saying, pull ourselves forward. You've so got to
2: evolve his, his yeah, brain. We've got uh, to accept change. Brace change. I'll oh, be honest, absolutely. I've seen Tony at Glaston for years. Yeah. We've all seen the pictures. That's, that, that European shirt is somebody could have definitely concocted. <laughs> <himself>. <laughs> no, anyway,
1: I, I, I tell you what, I do like whether it's just tradition, I, I want my club to go up with a home shirt that makes me feel I've got some tradition, I've got some history. Yeah. And I'm not going to go into the whole. No, Hoops, Hoops thing. Yeah. But we kind of started the Bears journey with blue, white and red. We've had two or three seasons where it's been blue or red, mm-hmm. blue yeah. and red yeah. equally. And now we've gone to a kind of blue shirt. I, I just want to, to get to a point where I know what my club's home strip is going to be. I think that's like, a fair d- comment. It d- doesn't, yeah. doesn't need to be identical every season. And yeah, the away kit, um, I mean, clearly... We seem to—it's a dark blue home kit, a white away kit, and a black European kit. That seems to be the what what, what we've landed mm. at. But I will tell you one
2: thing: if 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 the club did bring out a a hooped a blue hooped shirt, it would fly off the shelf. I well, know it would.
1: Well, look—you know—we move with the times. A predominantly blue or blue and red shirt for the league, a predominantly white shirt for for away. We have a bit of tradition playing Europe with blue and white hoops, yeah, yeah or even have can a try. red away shirt, yeah. you know. Um, you know, the club's colors now are blue, red, and white, blue shirt at home, red shirt away, blue and white hoops for Europe. I reckon everyone'd be happy then, yeah, anyway. That's the shirts. And uh, one other thing I just want to talk about on the shirts, and we've chatted about this, Lee, is that uh, last, what, two or three seasons, season ticket holders have had a £10 credit mm. at the start of the season. So, you know, suddenly quid's quite a lot, yeah, um, yeah. especially with, you know, this current, you know, inflation and all the press... Uh, cost, cost of pre- living crisis. Yeah, yeah, cost pressures that we're mm. under. What do you think, the fact that the the club... Haven't given us that ten pound credit this year, and have come out saying that a um, a reward scheme will be launched a little bit later in the season.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't want it. it's a bit early to. to <laughs> I don't really want to criticise the club too much, but it does seem a bit cynical, doesn't it? Because the new shirts come out, everyone buys them as soon as they come out, don't they? You know, you don't tend to wait no. a couple of months. And it just felt a little bit cynical in terms of there was, like you say, the £10 reward scheme wasn't there. And when I spoke to the guys at the shop, um, they they also didn't seem to think there would be anything in place for at least a few weeks yet. Mm. And I just think, well, everyone's kind of bought the, the new shirts, whichever one they've chosen to buy. And it just seems a bit a bit odd that they're not... They're not in sync with the start of the season. Mm. It just, it, it, you know what I mean. It just doesn't make sense, does it? Because you know, let's face it, the season hasn't changed. We all knew it was starting then, so let's gear up and get ready for it. Absolutely. You know, if they if they want to take the ten pound off, that's fine.
1: But launch the new reward scheme, whatever it might be, yeah, the st- before the start of the season. Yeah.
2: So, yeah. does it's fit... a bit like the transfer window, the barbell <laughs> really in it in football? But there we go.
3: Yeah. I think also we got to make sure. Did we check that? Have they. Can you wash these at 30 degrees rather than 40 degrees? Oh, yeah, no. washing, <laughs> yeah. washing them at 30 degrees not only will like take away the risk of them going wrong, but also saves a bit of energy doesn't it? With Absolutely. The, um, so we're they all thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. Well, I'll tell you what... Well, he's that, never going to wash it, that, what do you know mean? Yeah. That, that, season.
1: That, one, that one they used at the Balloon Fiesta launch. They, oh,
0: they put
3: some
1: starch in that one. Yeah, yeah, they, they did. I, oh, I was thinking of you. That looks like a shirt that you to wash. It looked like his smugglers. Yeah. All right boys like, let's, on, let's let, let, let let let's move on. Okay, let's briefly talk about Worcester because I think as rugby fans, nobody, you know, there is so much empathy, sympathy, so, mm, whatever you want to yeah. say with with Worcester fans, you hate to see your club or a a a, a friend's club in that position. Um but let me come to you Miles. Do you think there's light at the end of the tunnel for Worcester, or do you think this is it as a as a professional club?
0: I mean, it's, it's 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 tricky. It's really tricky. Cost pressures affecting all the clubs. Uh, you know, Pete said something a little while ago. Up and down the league, some are in more debt than others. Um, we've been to Worcester. And it's a great club, isn't it? Great yes. ground. Right. Brilliant. Um And every few days, there seems to be a different tweet <laughs> from Steve Diamond. About the ups and the downs and the positives and, and, and what's going on, and they've managed to pay some players, which is great. But how many more weeks or months can they sustain this um, up and down of just being about, be able to afford to pay players um, before players are going to think, enough's enough, I need stability in my season and career, uh, I'm going to go and play down in Bristol or Bath or anywhere like that? And, I don't know. There are, I don't know if there is light at the end of the tunnel. They talk of having a buyer and a major investor, but the season is starting this weekend. It, it, it's it, it's not great news, and I don't know if the writing is on the cards that Worcester are going to fold. it will be a car crash once the league starts if they do, because the schedule will go right up to Swanee, won't it? Um, for that reason alone, I think the RFU are going to do everything they can to keep Worcester afloat for one more year. Well I think it's interesting Pete let me come to you that uh, I can't remember which way
1: round it is if they if they go into administration which I think the people that currently own the club Mm. want to be able to do to sort out the debts if it's before the season I can't remember which way round it is is it a 28 or 35 Mm. point penalty Mm. if it's during the season I think it's automatic relegation except there's no relegation from Mm. the league this season so you know, but almost they. You know, are they just trying to edge it out to that first game, and then go into administration, yeah. knowing that they aren't going
3: to drop down? I mean, I, I don't know what the, the definition of no relegation. I mean, you could still. I mean, yeah. Penalise.
0: No, I don't know. I I,
3: I I try to follow a few things on it. It 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 seems a combination of factors. You know, every, and they're in a. I mean, a lot of clubs are in debt. It's just that. And, and, you know, where every cup's struggling. It's just whether you've got the kind of owners... Cash flow. Isn't the it? cash flow yeah. and the owners behind it. I mean, when you owe a lot of money to the HMRC, it, I mean, that's the big worry, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's all very well playing the pay and the staff, which is obviously really important mm-hmm. on a day-to-day basis. But they've still got to sort out this... Well, I mean, they've got a winding up order, haven't they? So they've still got 2. to 2. sort 4, out yeah, this yeah.
2: debt. Mm-hmm. And 4. that ain't going to
3: go away. And, you know, you worry. It's just kicking the can down the road. You know, this is this month. What's going to happen next month? Um, it's obviously psychologically, it's not going to help the club. I don't know. We, I think this is one of like we just have to wait and see what happens and, and hope that something happens. Someone steps in Premier Rugby, RFU, you know, f- whatever. I don't know. So, but it isn't. It's there should be no Schadenfreude from any other fans because that is something that all of us, you know, it's a spectre hanging over a lot of clubs. And it, does, it has raised this whole debate about professionalism. Did rugby go to professional too quickly when there never really was the, the numbers to sustain it? And it, it's kind of a mess, isn't it? So
2: let's just hope for Worcester fans something gets done. Mm-hmm. Well, I think uh, we've got to remember as well the bigger picture of this, as Pete's just said, because, I mean, this, is, this isn't a new problem, is it, in but, rugby? This, is, this has been ongoing. It's been accelerated by the pandemic, without doubt. But as Pete said, we've got a lot of clubs that are in trouble here. Mm. I did notice actually because Jason Whittenham in and, and Colin Goldring—they're actually they're on the board at Morecambe. They just—they put them for sale. Yeah, itself. so Morecambe's up for sale. So, you know, as Miles said, is—is it, is it going? Although they it, said know,
3: that's got nothing to do with the two it do exactly. separated, yeah. aren't yeah. they? Yeah,
2: it's but a bit of a coincidence, isn't it? It, it? is. It does seem yeah. very strange, doesn't it? And I mean. As Miles said as well, some of the comments that Steve Diamond's come out with saying, you know, do we need like three in a media team? Do we need defence coaches now, forward coaches, director of rugby? I mean, the thing is, ultimately, what we're talking about really is diminishing the English game, isn't it? Whatever happens is diminishing the English clubs, and we're already failing to compete in Europe as well. The French teams oh, are earning money. And we've got to look at this this model. As we've said for ages, we've been talking about this. We've got to do something to the whole model, haven't we? The bigger picture is if we, if there's 9 million, I think, supporters, rugby supporters in the country, if we can't make this work. I mean, you know, some of our players have gone to second division teams in France who are paying more money. So, there's got to be We've a way of sorting this. There's got <laughs> yeah. to be a way yeah. of sorting this out because mm. if English teams can't make money, then you know what, yeah. what's
1: going on. Yeah, and I mean, I, I didn't think this is something that I'd say over the last couple of seasons. I actually feel a little bit sorry for Saracens who thought they had a bye week to start the season, and now they're not sure whether they're going to be playing or not, depending mm. if Worcester uh drop out or not and that that must be a difficult way to yeah. to start and plan plan your season well you know for all the fans of uh the the club at six ways we hope uh it does resolve itself but uh yeah it does look uh, a little bit a uh, little bit bleak there um just one thing i changing the subject completely just want to uh say uh congratulations to tom tainton who is the new yeah, ceo yeah, of, of Bristol bears Uh, very well deserved and uh, Tom uh, you know you've been a big supporter of the podcast and uh, yeah we wish you all the best for your your new role with the club absolutely right for those regular listeners out there they will know we have an occasional (laughs) section called get my goat and we thought let's kick off season four with a gets my goat so I'm going to pass
0: the microphone to Miles Miles what is your gets my goat? Uh, I think this. I think this happened. Uh, this this goat's been festering for the whole of last season. <laughs> it's an open wound. Uh, open wound, and and some followers of the podcast uh, uh, have been on our backs with this one, and, and in disgraced about the usage of it. And it's and it's the song "Sweet Caroline" <laughs> at the end of any victory in any sport or walk of life. Um, well, it used to be at the end. It used to be at the ends, And it, and it's snuck in and it's far overused. We, we've we been slating it um, down at Ashton Gate. Lo and behold, I'll give them this one. The England women winning the European Cup. You know, tick a box. Fine, they can do whatever they want because they're absolute stars. But then to find... I go off and watch a few Foo Fighters tribute concert at Wembley this season, the last night, this weekend, to find... The amazingly talented and famous Chrissy Hind from The Pretenders bashing out an amazing song, only to let me down and sing Sweet Caroline to 50 plus thousand pounds, plus uh, thousand fans at Wembley. I was disgraced. I text TC, he was equally as Andy. It's totally unacceptable, even from Chrissy Hind. <laughs> it should not be anywhere. So this week, that's what gets my goat. <laughs> and actually, and Miles,
3: I think you've been a little bit um, generous there because I don't think it was even acceptable with the lionesses. I mean, come on. It's lazy. It is lazy. It's like buying a cockapoo. A lazy, oh. trying to go with the flow, behind the curve... No, it's just outrageous. I'm sorry. I mean, I did tweet about how it was a lazy, complacent thing on the lionesses, and then they, there was that girl that was singing it, wasn't she? And then she became some sort of media star, she did, and something. I felt a bit guilty after that. But then I thought, no, you've got to stick by your principles, Mars. You can't just say, oh, it was all right for the ladies, but everything else, it's just not all right. It was a, it was a right for a moment, and it isn't anymore. It isn't anymore. I agree.
1: Could, could I just say that we value the dog choices of all our <laughs> listeners? And uh, whether it's a pure breed or a mongrel, we, we we respect you for listening to the podcast. But I, I think there's a few of our listeners, uh, Mr. Croot and Mr. Cleaver, uh, especially. And I, I'm just I'm just sick of it now.
0: Oh, yeah. And, and I mean, what, what,
1: what's it? What's Neil Diamond's song got to do with sport in England? Yeah. Rugby, football, or anything else? It just it's been overdone. And it's, and let's, it's a William Hill
3: advert that came out to advertise yeah. William Hill about this whole thing about everyone being together in sport and it had a good build-up and then everyone, they're all watching yeah, yeah, the goal yeah. go in and then when the goal goes, they go, swing! It exactly, Tony. It. It's got so absolutely nothing, nothing to do with anything. Great advert. Move on.
2: Mm. To mention Nishi, that horse has definitely been flogged, hasn't it? I yeah. think we're done with that uh, now. Absolutely. But we're not, though, uh, Absolutely.
1: We? Well... It, uh, let's let's hope uh, that Downsy and uh, Slick are listening to the podcast please chaps <laughs> you know give us some great tunes but no more Neil and, and especially not after we've just lost in the
0: second <laughs> yeah. leg yeah. of
3: a European quarterfinal when we were winning in the first leg as if that makes it all
0: alright yeah oh, Yeah, th- well. that will cheer you up no more
1: ok right that's nearly it for this week Um Uh, just the last thing to finish we've done this every season predictions for the league finish so this is where we finish in the league not whether we go on to win the final but whether we finish in the league uh, and how you think we'll do in the European Challenge Cup so let me go to Pete first where are Bristol
3: Bears going to finish in the league I think I said I'm going to go sixth and we're going to go deep in the Challenge Cup but we won't win it
1: yeah, we're out deep. Semi-final. Semi-final. Okay.
0: Wow. Right, let me go to Miles then. League prediction. Right, I'm not going to beat around the bush. Disappointing year last season. I think I predicted this at the end of the last year. Uh, seventh. I don't think we're going to make um, it above seventh. And European Cup. Um, yeah, some big teams out there. Aren't they? too long. see South African teams are unknown. So... They could come good. Yeah, I I think semis top. No, no further than the semis. So you're saying semi final? Yeah.
2: Lee? Right. I'm going to go... I'm sticking with the top four. So I'm going fourth in the league. And not so far in the European Cup. Quarter-finals for me, Tim.
1: Interesting. Right. I am going to go sixth in the league. And... I think we're going to win the Challenge Cup.
0: Oh no! Got your tickets I, booked to Dublin already, TC? I I, I just think <laughs> that
1: uh, with people coming back, we we might Ooh. be firing all cylinders, and I think we get through the group. So, uh, but I'm not so confident in the league. Mm. Yeah, I think if we can uh, qualify the Champions Cup, and who knows whether it's yeah.
0: sixth or eighth, eighth. Uh, yeah, yeah. next
1: year? Okay, well guys it's been a pleasure it's lovely to be back together on a sunday evening Um, and that's it for the show if you like what you've heard please subscribe and leave a review or rating for us on your favorite podcast platform we'll be back next week with our review of the bath game and a look ahead to the away trip to wasps until then goodbye stay lucky and come on briz